Mic check one two one two. <laughs> What's up, world? It's your girl T Sierra, and I'm back with another episode. Episode numero cuatro. For those of you who know habla español, that means number four. Yes, number four. <laughs> so today's episode, I want to talk about. Pet peeves. And not just pet peeves in relationships, but also pet peeves with people in real life, like friends, coworkers, associates, whatever. Because they go hand in hand, if you think about it. So I'm not in a relationship nor do I have a lot of friends for many of these reasons. And I'm completely okay with that because I like to be able to control who I have in my life and not necessarily like control the person directly, but control my environment. I'm real big on having a positive environment, a healthy, non-toxic, drama-free environment. And so... When I decide to get into a relationship with someone or when I decide to give someone the label as a friend, which does not happen very often at all, but if it does happen, they have to meet or not even meet. They just have to be able to not possess more than half of these pet peeves on this list. Like I am a very particular person and I don't like to allow too many people in my space for that reason because I'm very big on you know how they say protecting my peace. I'm, I am very much that. I, I go off vibes. I go off interactions. I just, I take you for who you are, you know, at face value. I don't always try to see the potential in people. That could be a good or a bad thing. But I'm absolutely one of those people where you show me who you are one time, I'm going to absolutely believe you. And just like they say, first impressions mean a lot. To me, first impressions are everything. So if you don't impress me the first time around, it's not likely that you'll get a second time around to impress me. So that's a that's a hard thing. And you know, I'm I'm nobody special or nobody in particular to feel, you know, like I'm on some high horse or whatever. But all of these pet peeves, I try my hardest to not possess or display or I just, I'm not with any of these. So, and because I am that way, I, I typically try to to keep people in my life who are the same way because it just makes life easier. Like it shouldn't be a tug of war with any interaction with any adult human being. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the episode. So these are my top 10 pet peeves in no particular order. They're just how I thought about them. Again, they're in no particular order. But one of my biggest pet peeves is a person who lies. I don't care how big or how small the lie is because I feel like lying is kind of like a snowball effect. So you start off with something small and then you have to maintain that small lie and then that small lie turns into a bigger lie and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And by the time you realize that it 
by the time you've realized it, it has taken on a life of its own. When you can just be honest from the beginning and then move forward from there. So I am a brutally honest individual and I pride myself on my honesty because I don't ever want anyone to look at me as a liar or say that they can't take my word for something at face value or that I can't be trusted because for me, lying and trust kind of goes hand in hand because if you're lying to me, it makes it hard for me to trust you. And then once you lose trust, it's pretty much a wrap because the hardest thing to gain back is trust. Like how do you trust someone who has constantly lied to you? How do you trust someone who just voluntarily lied to you? How do you trust someone who lies when they wake up and lies when they go to sleep? Like, how do you do that? So because I am so honest, the people in my life, I expect for them to be honest with me. And sometimes that expectation of receiving honesty in return gets me in trouble or gets me in a situation to have my feelings hurt or be let down, which is why I don't typically set expectation for people because setting expectation for people is pretty much setting yourself up for failure because you can't set expectation that they don't know that you have for them. And then once they don't live up to the expectation, now your feelings are hurt or you're in your feelings because of it. But When I meet anybody, and I mean anybody, boy, girl, cat, dog, or other, I let them know, like, I am very much in your face. I'm a very blunt, very outspoken, and very honest individual. Sometimes my honesty gets me in trouble because a lot of people don't know how to stomach honesty. They're so used to people bullshitting with them or tiptoeing around their feelings or like stroking their ego or pacifying them that when they get someone in their presence who's real, it's a shock and they don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to do with themselves. My ex-boyfriend told me that I was too honest and I never knew that there was a such thing as being too honest. It's just that I don't like being lied to So therefore, I don't lie to others. I don't like being lied on. So therefore, I don't lie on others. I just don't like lying. Because again, it creates a domino or a snowball effect where you have to keep going with this lie. And then the deeper you get into the lie, the more trouble you're putting yourself into. In a relationship, I tell any guy that I'm dealing with, Your best thing is if you mess up, be honest with me. Allow me to make my own decisions so that we can either A, work on moving forward in this relationship or B, depending on how big the offense offense is, we can end the relationship. But you'll leave out this relationship still having my respect. If you're lying to me and then I find out and then you continue to lie to me, Oh, I don't want nothing to do with you after this because I can't trust you at all. So I can't trust you as far as I can see you. And because I already deal with trust issues, if you're lying to me and I find out trying to regain my trust, oh, it's mission impossible. You might not, you might as well not even try to. And unfortunately, I can't fake the funk to be like, oh, we can work on this and we can move forward or it's a thing of the past. I absolutely harbor feelings and emotions. So it's easier for me to disconnect or remove myself from the situation because if not, I'm the example of why you got to always bring up, oh shit, that's me. (laughs) Sometimes I know how to let things go. Other times I don't. Sometimes I don't want to. And that's not my fault because you had one job. And that was to be honest with me. And when you decided to lie opposed to telling me the truth, all respect went out of the window. Not 
all trust went out of the window. And then now that's something that you have to deal with and bring yourself back from. How you do that, I have no idea. I guess it's just one of those things where it it will take time. And another problem is I don't like to waste my time. So, you know, time is the one thing that you can't get back. So I don't want to waste my time trying to regain trust in someone who has lied to me multiple times and then even after me finding out that you're lying you're still continuing to lie to me I just don't get it I had an ex he was a compulsive habitual pathological liar like he would lie about things like getting into car accidents and he was he he was killing off he was killing off relatives and (laughs) he was lying to our co-workers telling them that he was paying my bills and going to the store and buying me pads and tampons. Now, mind you, the only man that has ever purchased pads or tampons for me is my father. (laughs) My son's father has never even done that. But, you know, things like that. And so as we got older, like 11 years later, he was just like, boo, I want to marry you. I want to be with you. I want you to have my baby. And I couldn't even take him seriously because granted, he's a great guy and he's a provider. All I have in the back of my mind is that you lie so much. Like, why do you lie? Like, why is lying always the first thing that you do? One time, (laughs) one time, this young man told me that him and his cousin were on their way to some part of Central Florida. And in the midst of them on their way to Central Florida, they got into a car accident on I-95. So the car apparently spun out of control, flipped over five times, hit the wall, spun out of control again, flipped back over. And both of them managed to walk away with not a scratch or bruise or broken bone or anything. But the car, if you just heard what I said, is expected to be a total loss, right? Just loss. Now, mind you, he's telling me this story and that this took place at five o'clock in the morning. Why, right? Two days later, I'm over his house and his cousin, who he was supposedly in this car accident with, pulls up in the exact same car that was supposed to be totaled. And this young man told me, Oh, he bought another one. The exact same car, same color, same dents, same scratches, same year, same rims, same interior, same everything. Last year, I saw his cousin and I was telling him this story and he died laughing. It was like, yo, why did he lie like that? I said, this is what he does. But then you expect for me to want to be with you. Like, I can't do that. That's just not in my DNA makeup because being with you is like an episode of Big Brother. Like you're always killing somebody off or someone is always getting voted off the island. And I don't have time for that at all. But that's pet peeve number one. Again, this is not in any particular order, but that's the first one. More to that story, just don't lie. Honesty is the best policy. And Again, I'll respect you more if you're honest with me than I would if you lied to me. And I say that to people and they don't believe me, but it is who I am. And I, listen, I'm not telling you something that I wouldn't do myself, okay? The next pet peeve is people who do not take accountability for the things they do, the things they say, anything. As we got older, accountability is one of those things that was always stressed to me. And I assume that most people would have learned accountability because I don't know if accountability is something that you can teach. Well, You can because I'm teaching my son accountability right now. Just basically being like, you have to take responsibility for your part in whatever goes wrong. So at work, for example, um, 
especially when I'm new to a place, if if something, if an error occurs and after looking into it, I find out that, oh, I did this error, I'm absolutely going to be like, hey, that was my bad. I didn't know X, Y, Z. Can you show me the proper way to do it so then next time around it won't happen again? Opposed to being like, nope, nope, it wasn't me. I don't know who did it. They bad. Like, why y'all around here fucking up? Like, I don't do that because I absolutely look at things as a teamwork, especially when you're in an environment where you're working with other individuals and your work and the quality of work that you're doing affects the whole office. So you have to be able to be accountable for the things, for your mistakes, because if you drop the ball, then one of your your coworkers is forced to pick it up. And if it's something major, that could potentially cause someone to lose their job. And all because you choose to not say anything, then someone else will most likely be on the chopping block for it. But I take responsibility and accountability for everything that I do because, again, I never want anyone to be punished punished on my behalf or I never want someone to be forced to do more work because of something that I did that could have been fixed or that if you teach me, I can fix myself. So then that way, no one else has to correct my error. In relationships... Oh, in relationships. And I swear, like, I have this accountability conversation with so many people all the time because again, if you just own up to what you've done, it's easier to resolve an issue. So Say, for example, you're living with your spouse and Say, for example, you're living with your spouse and it could be something as small as like a bill being due. Say you give your significant other the money for this bill and tell them a week prior that, hey, the bill is due on the 23rd. Don't forget to pay it. You get home on the 24th and say it's your light and your lights are off. And then you go to your partner and you're like, I gave you this money to pay the bill. And that's a terrible example. Accountability in one of my other pet peeves, which is lack of communication, goes hand in hand. Because in relationships, communication is one of the biggest reasons as to why things don't work out or a relationship fails. So I'm recently dating this guy, right? And our biggest issue is a lack of communication. However, we communicate two completely different ways, right? So because we're both single and because we've both been single for however long we've been single for, we kind of are just used to coming and going as we please, doing our own thing and not having anybody to an- to answer to. So there's always a situation where 
he'll say one thing and I'll say something else. And then it'll, it'll annoy me. I bring it up. And then he's always like, well, I didn't tell you that. Or I didn't say I was going to do that or whatever. And then I'm just sitting here stuck like, right, because your communication and my communication is two completely different things. But I'm always the one to say, okay, Tiffany, step back from yourself and, you know, don't think about how you do things. Try to put yourself in his situation or in his head and think like him. So I'm stubborn and I take accountability for my stubbornness because I am very stubborn. But I'm also always willing to put forth the effort to meet someone halfway so that we can get a better understanding. Roles reverse, I don't get the same thing in return. So I'll hold myself accountable for the part that I played in our recent argument and I'll apologize. And then he'll just go, it's cool. And then that's just that. But he never takes accountability for his part or his offense that caused us to get into said argument. Instead, (laughs) what he does is plays mind games, right? He'll say, oh, well, that's your fault that you thought that, or I didn't say I was coming at that time, or I didn't say that I was coming at all, or I didn't tell you I was going to do that. Like, just things like that. And then I'm sitting here like, okay, so I'm making the effort to check myself so that we could work on whatever this is to progress to the next stage. And I take accountability for my attitude, the things that I might have said, or my actions, but I don't ever get the same thing in return. And then literally, he's just like, I can understand your concern, but... (laughs) so accountability never happens with him and so recently I just had to be like okay and with me being okay we hadn't spoke for two weeks because I can't keep stressing communication and accountability and I'm making an effort to practice what I preach but you're not even making an effort to Meet me halfway. And I hate that saying like, oh, he's just set in his ways or she's just set in his way and in her ways because like, I don't believe in that. And I feel like for the right person, if you want to change or make an effort to do better, you will. If not, you're not going to see a reason to and you're not going to. Because in your mind, why should I? But Accountability was number two. Communication is number three. To elaborate a little bit more on communication, I am what's called an over communicator (laughs) because I don't want any details to be left out. So I'm going to tell you everything I'm going to do from beginning to end just so that there is no confusion or that there's no miscommunication because it happens you know and not all the time will I be able to communicate and articulate myself properly how I need to but for the most part I try to because I know that miscommunication can cause an inconvenience for so many people so I try to communicate I communicate my feelings because Again, I harbor emotions. And instead of me harboring my feelings, it's easier for me to talk about them so that we can, again, come up with the resolution. I remember one time somebody told me that everything is not supposed to be communicated or everything shouldn't be talked about. And I don't agree with that because if it bothers me or if it rubs me the wrong way or if it 
requires any emotional response from me, it absolutely needs to be talked about. Because what you might see as a as a surface issue or something that's not major can be something extremely major to me. And then it can be something that happened from past experience. So I'm telling you, hey, uh, when you did X, Y, and Z, it made me feel this way because of this reason. I need you to know. I'm not one of those ones that's just going to let stuff happen. I'm just not going to say anything and then blow up at you if it happens again because I can't do that because I never communicated it to you. So how would you know that it makes me feel a way if I don't tell you anything? I'm always like communication. Communication is the key, you know? Whether it's through text message, email, phone call, smoke signal, bat signal, braille, however you choose to communicate, (laughs) do that. Because at the end of the day, it keeps down so much confusion. Open communication leads to honest dialogue, which allows you to be able to determine if this person or this situation benefits you or if it's a hindrance. And then that way you can re- you can find out if you need to remove yourself from the situation or if this is something that you can look past and move forward from and continue to work with. But communication is key. And without communication, how are we ever going to get a resolution or get to the goal that we're both supposedly working towards. I can't be the only one communicating and then you're not communicating back to me. I'm not a mind reader. My name's not Miss Cleo. I don't have tarot cards, you know? Like Miss Lauren says, it could all be so simple, but you rather make it It don't have to be hard. It does not have to be hard. Communication is two-sided. It takes two people to be able to communicate effectively. You have to be able to communicate back to me if I'm communicating to you. I hate people to say, oh, I'm just not a communicator. (laughs) Wrong answer. You're the weakest link. Goodbye. (laughs) I can't do it. And I refuse to take that lame-ass excuse as an answer to anything it's just i can't i can't do it which leads me to my next pet peeve excuses i hate someone who always has an excuse oh i didn't come to work today because the sky was falling it's not true you just ain't feel like it so just be like i didn't feel like it (laughs) Or someone who's always making an excuse to condone their kid's bad behavior. Oh, oh, oh God. The biggest one I hate is when people say, oh, boys will be boys. Or he's a boy, so that's expected of them. No, 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 no. Because that excuse is going to have that little boy telling people that when they get older being like, oh, well, it's to be expected. I'm a boy. These are the things that I do. So I murdered someone. I'm a boy. These are the things that I do. No, no. No, no. That's a lame ass excuse for you being a fucking terrorist. (laughs) Don't do that. Do not do that. I don't, don't make up excuses to condone bad behavior or condone why you lie so much or condone why you don't know how to communicate or condone why you don't know how to uh, take accountability like oh don't say oh I don't know how to communicate because no one's ever taught me that for a child I can absolutely understand that but as a grown adult I don't understand that at all especially because A part of growing has to be 
you learning to not use your past as an excuse to be an individual in your presence. You just, it just doesn't work. It don't work that way. So I just don't like excuses. Just, just be real with me or just save it. If you're going to give me an excuse, just don't because I don't even want to hear it. And all you're going to do is annoy me. And I don't like being annoyed because I'm triggered. So <laughs> if you don't want to see that side of Tiffany, then don't give me an excuse. And please don't give me some lame ass excuse on top of it. Like I, I don't, I'm not okay with that, you know? See, my excuse, I my biggest excuse that I use is when it comes to working out. Just like, I don't like doing cardio, right? And my excuse is, I just don't like doing cardio. <laughs> I ran track. <laughs> but cardio is just, it's not my thing, you know? Or when people use uh, their children as excuses to get out of doing things or just whatever just excuses in general they're just lame they're just they're just lame as hell and i guess like excuses and my next one kind of goes hand in hand which is like the victim mentality people who use like childhood trauma as an excuse to have victims mentality and I'm not even going to front like I I am you know I'm guilty of doing this but also I've corrected it so whenever I realize it I work on it like I'm always in my head my head is is my best place to be it's the best place for me to be so what happens is So what happens is I do something or something happens. Then I have to stop and think about like, why did I react that way? Or why did that trigger me? So then I have to go back into my memory bank. Sometimes there's a lot of things that I just have buried deep, deep down in my thought box. And it takes a lot of time to myself for me to bring up or revisit these situations that cause me to act out to other situations in order to get an understanding of it, right? But I don't just go around being like, oh, My mama didn't have any emotions. So for that reason, I don't know how to show any emotions. Granted, that's true. Like my mom is not an emotional person and neither am I. I'm just, I'm just not an emotional person. But my child is an emotional person. So I have to withdraw the thought of me not being an emotional person and tap into my emotions for him where he gets these emotions from i have no idea because i'm not an emotional person and his daddy is an emotional person maybe it's the lord playing a trick on us but this is what it is and you know i can use that as a reason to just be out here living emotionlessly, but I don't do that. Or another thing, like, I don't know who my, my biological father is. So I've been trying to figure out, like, why is ghosting people a thing for me? Because it is. And it's not, it's not intentional. It's just, it's a defense mechanism. And reason being is because I just recently realized that I have abandonment issues, you know what I'm saying? And what happens is because I'm always fearful that it's not going to work out or I don't know when it's going to end or I don't know if this person is going to leave me, I don't invest emotion into people. I don't like like people, liking people solely out of the fear of being abandoned because I don't know who my biological father is. 
So I absolutely feel abandoned with that. But I've been trying to not allow those feelings to manifest in my adult life. And instead, whenever I feel like that, I have to take a step back and then readjust myself. Also, I don't trust people because my mama lied to me for 33, 32 years about the man who raised me as my father and who actually is my father. And I absolutely have trust issues because of it. But I'm actively working on myself to resolve that because I don't want to continue to use that as an excuse for me not getting close to anybody or me not allowing my guard to be dropped with people or me not being in a relationship. And it's hard because I don't trust people, but I don't want to continue to victimize myself or have victims mentality and just be like, well, this is the reason why I'm this way. And then just expect people to just be okay with it or deal with it because I just can't. Especially because again, as an adult, you have to do the work. And if it's something that you can't do for yourself or by yourself, get help. But the crazy part about it is, you know, people think that going to a therapist makes you crazy. It doesn't. It just means that you notice that there's work that needs to be done and you're doing whatever it takes to do the work to become a better individual or to become the best version of yourself. Doesn't make you crazy. But if you continue to just be like, oh, woe is me. I can't do this because when I was two, I was dropped on my head and now that's why I don't like to think. <laughs> that That's lame. You, you can't you can't do that you know uh people do it all the time though people do it all the time listen I have dealt with like some bad shit crazy dudes <laughs> because like every one of these pet peeves I could think of at least two people who I've dealt with that I've dealt with these specific things with them and had to be like oh no I can't do this you know and it's about seeing something in them that resembles something that I've dealt with. And I just can't, I wouldn't want to be with someone who's going to bring me back down a rabbit hole that I've worked so hard to get myself out of. You know, had an ex that told me because his mama and his daddy then went to jail that this is why he is spoiled brat. And he throws temper tantrums. At the age of 34. But his mom's been out of jail since he was 14. So I'm just like, whoa, you had a lot of years to work on yourself. And granted, childhood trauma is real. You know what I'm saying? But like as an adult, and I don't want to say let go of it, but you have to work on it. But people like to use things like that as a crutch. To just act however they want to act and then just expect for everyone else to be okay with it. And just be like, it's okay that he acts like that. His mom and his daddy went to jail when he was a baby. So he's still dealing with unresolved issues from that. You a whole ass grown ass 34 year old ass man. Nah, bruh. Miss me with that. It just is what it is. We have to let go of the victim's mentality. And then we have to do the work to fix ourselves or better ourselves. And not to say that we're broken. It's just we need a little tune-up every now and again. And that's okay. Again, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. You just have to stop being a victim just to get a response or just for people to like you better or not mistreat you or treat you differently. Don't do that. Another woman of my one of my pet peeves. And this one is like to each his own, which is complacent. I am always a person who's trying to better myself, progress, 
you know, find ways to improve on whatever my craft is. And, you know, complacent is not necessarily a negative thing, depends on how you look at it or who you are, but it can, because then you're just satisfied. Like I'm the type of person, I'm just never satisfied. So, you know, I want to be with somebody who's also, who also just strives to always be better and do better and want more and want to learn and absorb new things because like I like learning from people and bouncing ideas off of people. I just, you know, I like someone who has that hustle and that hunger like how I do. So for me, like somebody that's complacent is just someone who's just satisfied with where they're at in life and don't want anything else or anything more from it. And they just want to stay there. I don't, that's not me. And I, I don't want to be with someone who, who is like that because I always feel like there's always room for growth. There's always room for advancement. And what you're satisfied with, I might not be satisfied with. Or what I'm satisfied with, you might not be satisfied with. Like, but I also know that Once I achieved, or once I've reached one goal, then I'm already working on the next, you know? Like I'm already thinking about, okay, what's my next move gonna be to get to get myself to this next goal? Like I just, I don't like to just stay stagnant. I'm just never satisfied. <laughs> and that could be a good or a bad thing. But for me, just being satisfied is not, it's a pet peeve for me it might not be for other people you know what I'm saying like a lot of people might be like cool I'm satisfied where me and my man's is or like where I'm at in my my positioning at work I don't want nothing more than just this cool do you that's you you know what I'm saying I'm the type of person where cool I have this position right now I want to work to get to this position so that I can get myself more money to either continue to advance my career or start a side hustle so that I can expand my network and then double the amount of money that I'm making and then eventually probably just leave the job that I'm at. Like, that's how I think. I don't think like, cool, once I become a supervisor, I'm cool. I don't want to do nothing else. Not at all. I'm going to take that job for every dollar they want to offer me and then I'm going to use it to my best benefit and put it towards something that I'm passionate in because I'm not passionate in making somebody else money or I'm not passionate in advancing someone else's dream. I'm passionate in advancing my dream and getting to where I want to be. And whatever that means that I have to do to get there, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to work here, become a supervisor and just stay supervisor there. No, 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 no. I'm going to use all the resources that I was given while at this job to advance my career and then also to apply that to my own personal goals or my own personal business or side hustle. So for me, being complacent is just not wanting more than what you already have because you're just satisfied with it. Hey, if you like it, I love it to each his own. That's just not who I am. And that's a pet peeve for me. I don't forgot what number I'm on, but I'm pretty sure I'm on like number eight. <laughs> uh, I don't like negative people. Like, I grew up in toxic. I grew up in the struggle. Like, I have every reason to be a negative individual. But every day, I choose to be positive because... When you have a positive outlook on life, positive things happen. When you speak positivity, positive things happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, you make, you're the driver of your own reality. If you wake up every morning and just be like, I hate my life, nothing ever goes right. Nine times out of ten, that's how your life and your day is going to go. 
if you wake up every day with the attitude where you're ready to conquer the day and that you're going to have a great day and that no matter what happens, you're not going to let anything or anyone steal your joy, life will be so much easier. And I had to learn that the hard way. And I've never been like a, a, a negative person, but I have allowed circumstances to dictate my emotions, which in turn had me speaking negatively or being a negative person. And I don't like being around negative. So when I caught myself doing it, I had to readjust myself. I was like, hey, 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 we're not doing this. So let's just fix it. And so I had to readjust my mindset, my thought process to be positive. I done been through some stuff and people are always like, you don't look like half the stuff that you went through. Or I would never be able to tell that you went through half of the things that you went through. That's because I don't wear them, you know, because it ain't mine. (laughs) I figure it out. I move forward. I'm presented with an issue. I take a step back. I evaluate the situation. I find a way out of it. I move forward or I find a way to resolve it. I move forward. If it has not killed me, I am great. If it is not affecting me physically to where I can't do anything, I'm good. Every day I wake up with a positive attitude. It's a new day. It's it's a new opportunity to be a better you. You know what I'm saying? And I also like to bring that energy Two people, because like you never know what someone is going through. And you just being like, oh, girl, you cute today. (laughs) Just might change the whole dynamic of their day. So I, I, I try my hardest to just always be positive. I had a coworker when I was back home working at the radio station. This little boy was like 19. And it was my first time working with him in the entire day. All he did was complain and nag and was negative. And I looked at him. I said, listen to me. I need you to shut up because your negativity is blowing my high. Granted, I didn't smoke. It's just that I was high off life. And having him in my space was emotionally draining because all he did was complain and bitch, and moan, and groan, and he was just so negative, and he was so young, and I'm like, what do you really have to complain about, or what do you really have to be this negative about, he was just a little brat, mommy and daddy didn't do something, or he wanted to DJ, and he couldn't, because the actual person who gets paid to DJ was there, DJing, (laughs) like, to the point where I, I had to call my manager and I said, please do not put me on a schedule with him anymore. Two times for Sandy, because she did not. I don't like being around negative. I don't like negativity. I don't like negative people. Like There's too many things out here to be blessed for. Opposed to you sitting here and complaining about something. Like there's people that's out here doing 10 times worse than what you are and still don't complain. So for that reason, I can't afford to be a negative individual. I can always turn a negative into a positive. And if I can't, then I just leave it where it's at. That just means that it might've been out of my hands. But just going through my day being negative it gets me nowhere all it does is makes you sad and depressed and angry and bitter and I don't want to experience any of those emotions ever or not at least like something that I'm bringing on to myself you know number nine is lack of support. Oh man, this is a thing, like a real, real thing. Like, I can't be your biggest cheerleader. 
and you don't even show up to my games. I can't do that. <laughs> and not even, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I can't do that. If, if I'm going hard in the paint for you, I need that. I can't be like, you got this. Go for it. Claim that. Yeah. Oh, you know, just amping you up, cheering you on, rooting for you. And then when it's time for you to cheer me on, <laughs> I get nothing in return. I can't do at all. Like, I just feel like that's so selfish. Like, I just feel like. Everything can't always be about me, 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 me. And then the same energy is not given for your uh, for your significant other. Example, my son's dad is a basketball player. Great basketball player on top of it. The guy is a waste of talent. And that's just the reality of the situation. He has so much potential. But... He's a sheltered, babied, only child. And back then he couldn't think for himself. So me, Tiffany, signed him up for the D-League. He went to the national tryouts, got two callbacks. We went from we went from Atlanta to Miami within a matter of two weeks. Spent about three grand total driving up the East Coast to help this man chase his basketball dream. I wanted to go to school. So I went to school. I was doing great in school, right? Had Arbery. Was exhausted. And all I would ask for is an hour a day to do my homework. <laughs> And I couldn't even get that. And then when we get into an argument, he'd use it as ammo to make me feel bad about myself. Like, oh, you mad because I got a degree and you don't. Sir, you got this degree? Because the cheerleaders did your homework. Please don't get beside yourself, my nigga. Like, let's not do that, okay? But he did. Every chance he got. Even with me trying to pursue my career in radio, he tried to shut that down, but he couldn't because what was for me was for me. It was going to happen one way or the other. I can't deal with that. Like we need to be each other's biggest cheerleader, point blank period. I'm going to be with you shooting in the gym. All day. But I also expect that same energy in return. And if I can't get it, then I'm a holler. I guess it's something that it's just, it's something as simple as I ask you how your day was, you go and you tell me about your day, <laughs> and then you don't ask me how my day is. Like that drives me crazy. And it might seem so petty to some people. But for me, it is a thing. It absolutely is a thing. Because just like you want to sit here and vent and digress and talk about who did what and said what and what pissed you off and why you were pissed off, I want to do the same thing. I can't do it with my coworkers. I don't know them. I don't trust them like that. They might be gossip girls. They might want to go back and be like, child, Tiffany said no. But with my mans, I absolutely feel like I should be able to do that. So if I'm sitting here checking on your mental and making sure you're good and asking you how your day going and how I can help and what do I need to do to whatever, and then you're not doing that same check-in with me, that's an issue. Because that's support. I'm supporting your mental health. I'm supporting your physical. I'm supporting, I'm supporting whatever it is. But if I don't get that same energy in return, it's an issue. I can't deal. I can't. But a lot of people don't understand that. 
at all. But you got to support me. <laughs> Either, however it happens, it's going to happen. Whether you want it to or not. Either it's going to be you supporting me or somebody else doing it because you couldn't. Choose wisely. <laughs> and then the last one is a lazy individual. I just, I can't. I cannot with anyone lazy. I don't have lazy in my body at all. I feel bad when I have a lazy day, but I deserve those days, which are very, very few and far. But I have to take the, and and it's not even about being lazy. It's about having a day of self-care because I'm always on go. I'm nonstop. I, I don't know how to sit down. And so sometimes I'll run myself into the ground. So I have to take a day or two to just sit in the bed and do absolutely nothing and watch Supergirl or Flash or whatever I do to to get myself back to where I need to be. But lazy is someone who's always that and then just expects for things to just happen. But you're not doing anything. You're not putting forth no effort. Like you're looking for other people to carry you through life. You just want to reap the benefits, but don't want to do the work. I don't do well with that. Not at work or not in the relationship because I will call you out real quick. I mean, I, I probably can't go about it the same way as as I would in my relationship at work because I might end up being fired. <laughs> but it's always a group effort. It's a team. It's teamwork. So at work, you can't have me carrying this box that's twice my size and then you being like, you got it. But then we get to the top and it's like, yeah, we did that. No, no, I did that. I, I did that. You you sat there. You were a spectator and you, and you watched me do this. No. I, I just, I don't do well with lazy. Like, I'm trying to instill that in my son right now. You will not be lazy. He comes in, Ma, can you? No, I can't. You can do it, though. I have faith in you. Figure it out. Ma, can you? No, I can't. You can do it, though. You have to figure it out. Just like when you, <laughs> when you're like, oh, go get that shirt. Which one? The red one that's in the top dresser on the right hand side oh I don't see it that's because you're not looking (laughs) and then I go and I find it you're lazy you just didn't want to do the work you wanted me to get up to go and do this because if I saw this shirt at the top right you saw this shirt I just lazy people just expect and want everyone to do everything for them and then still reap the benefits or take Take ownership for it when they did it. Like, I hate a, a lazy person so much, I will fight you. I'm a better person, you know, and I I haven't popped somebody in a very long time. Growth, okay? But still, I just... <sighs> lazy is a, is a very big PP for me. Because you can't go through life being lazy... And just expecting for everything to just work out for you. That's just not how it's going to happen. It's not realistic. It's not. And anyone who thinks it is, it's it's called insanity. You know? Doing the same thing and expecting different results. That's not going to happen. At all. So, just to recap. We have liars. No accountability excuses victims mentality complacent lack of communication negative attitude lack of support and laziness but i did miss one and that's disrespect disrespect will have you catching these hands straight up (laughs) i don't disrespect people 
And I don't expect people to disrespect me. But if you do, what I can't guarantee is that I'm going to turn the other cheek. Nah. My mouth lethal. And so are these hands. So if you want to disrespect me, I'm going to show you disrespect. But I'm not a disrespectful person because that's not how I was raised. However, I could absolutely get there if you want me to, but I advise otherwise. (laughs) And on that note, let me get up out of here. Until next week, I'll holla.